baptism is so wonderful. We could, we could just stop right there. I mean, that, that kind of said it all. Um, but today we're going to hear Matthew's narrative about Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem amid a crowd waving palms. It's a celebration. Many churches combine Palm Sunday and Passion Sunday into one long narrative that includes not only Jesus's entry into Jerusalem, but his arrest, his trial, and execution on the cross. In doing so, we can witness just how quickly Jesus's story went from hail him to nail him, from praise to persecution, from celebration to despair. It makes for a very long service. And we're not going to do that. (laughs) Next week on Easter, though, we will celebrate Jesus' resurrection, another celebration. But if we go from today's celebration of Palms to next Sunday's celebration of Easter, without exploring everything in between, we're going to miss some of the essential components of the Christian faith. So before I read Matthew, I want you to remember, if you ever wonder if Jesus knows what it means to suffer, to be betrayed, to be heartbroken. This is the week you get your answer. If you ever question, where is Jesus when bad things happen? And how can Jesus be near to you when you are hurting or grieving? This week you get your answer. This week, I hope you can go deeper into Holy Week, into the corners of wherever your faith is today. I encourage you to read the accounts of Jesus' passion in any of the Gospels this week and walk some of that Holy Week journey so that when you come next week for Easter to celebrate once again, a part of you is resurrected in that celebration too. So this week, make some time for confusion, lament, (coughs) grief, and sorrow. Walk with disciples who err, and who grieve and who love all in the same week. And remember, this will help you understand the resurrection. In the meantime, let's listen to how Matthew portrays the great expectations of Jesus riding into Jerusalem on the humble donkey. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus directed them, and they brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the highest heaven. When he entered, when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? 
the crowds were saying, This is the prophet, Jesus, from Nazareth in Galilee. Here ends the reading. Arts and crafts were never my thing. I I love the concept, but I was never really good at it. Um, I envied all those kids, and I saw some here today who could make, and big kids too, make a perfect cross out of their palms on Palm Sunday when they were perhaps bored in church. My ability to express myself artistically and my creative imagination never really evolved from my early days in the pews, but my spiritual imagination did, thanks to some great teachers. One of them, the Reverend Craig Townsend, reminded the parents of fidgety children on Palm Sunday that making palm crosses in the pews is a wonderful illustration of the whole message of Palm Sunday. The palm frond, a symbol of royalty, becomes a cross, a symbol of sacrifice. That trying to weave these together um, while also paying attention to the service is in fact a humbling act. And very few people can do both well. And that points to the ultimate reality that the victory of Jesus at Easter is not a forceful triumph or a power flex, but an act rooted in humility and love, and that our citizenship in the kingdom of God demands the same from us. Whether you're out there today making palm crosses or paying close attention to all that is going on, everything about Palm Sunday says something big is about to happen. In the story of Palm Sunday that Matthew tells, the people who are present at the gates of Jerusalem know that something is about to happen. Jesus rides into Jerusalem on the back of a borrowed donkey, and he is surrounded by ordinary people waving palm branches. He is being greeted like the long-awaited Messiah. The people lining the streets waving palm branches and shouting Hosanna were not welcoming a new celebrity to town. Hosanna literally means free us. These people lived under the tyranny of the Roman occupation, and they lived with scriptures that promised them a Messiah that would free them from this and make them a powerful, independent nation. They wanted the hated foreigners out of power. They wanted to stop paying taxes to the empire. The people lining the streets shouting praise at Jesus had great expectations. He was going to turn the tables. He was coming to power to, power, to evict the powerful. This was the king who was on their side, the side of Israel as a nation, on the side of Jerusalem as a seat of power. And on the side of the people, the countrymen, them, he had the starring role that people had waited centuries to see someone play. Now keep in mind, these people were ordinary people. They weren't the most wealthy, the most powerful, or the most influential. And if we just read a few chapters further, almost all of these ordinary people raising Jesus up are going to fail him. They're going to go from hollering praises and calling, they'll go from hollering praises to calling for his conviction. They're going to deny Jesus and remain suspiciously silent when people come for his arrest. And under a week's time, these people laying down their palm branches and shouting Hosanna go from thinking that this is it. They're finally going to be winners. They're finally going to get the throne to having their hearts broken. 
Within a few days, Jesus will be executed, and the faces in that joyous crowd that hailed his entrance will either turn away or turn hostile. Little did they know that real triumph was to come. Yet in the midst of all this, Jesus points us to something else, to another way of being, and we're invited to change how we see things. Jesus is always daring to be a little different. Most leaders in, intent on declaring their kingdom and their authority might plan an entry parade a little different. They might have horses, soldiers, a cavalry. Many commentaries said that Pilate actually did this quite often at the Western Gate, and Jesus is entering through the Eastern Gate. Most leaders, in t- um, they might have horses, a cavalry, but not Jesus. He enters through the eastern gate. He enters with people on a borrowed donkey. The power he flaunts is humility, not military might. And through this week, though these events will certainly not go Jesus' way, he stays with his people, loving them, teaching them, serving them, feeding them, yearning to be with them, even knowing that they will abandon him. He gives them a commandment later on in the week to love one another and says that this love will truly conquer all. So today on Palm Sunday, Jesus comes to us and shows us his power made perfect, and that perfection is really in humility and weakness. He seeks us, ordinary people out, to show us love and to accompany him to the cross, knowing that even as we abandon him along the way, love will always prevail. That love and promise lives on today, especially as we celebrate Emma and Clara, two of the world's newest Christians. (laughs) We make a commitment to show them that love and joy are at the center of Christian life. Emma and Clara and everyone who witnessed this baptism, I hope that they, I know they're out in Sunday school now, but I hope that they feel the love and know the love in this room deep in their heart and that love is always, always, always with them. Whether it's Emma or Clara or everyone in here renewing their own vows, I promise that there will be many days where you can't always feel the love as easily as you do right now. And this is where I want you to discover faith. Faith is a power that will sustain you because it's rooted in the love that we celebrate here today. The faith we celebrate is about not knowing. It's about moving on to challenging paths and trying new things, even when you're not certain of how it'll work out. Faith is not straightforward or obvious. And in this day and age, it's most certainly not even a given. Faith is a path with lots of stops and starts and with an endless supply of blind corners. I think for those who enjoy video games or escape rooms, it's something akin to an escape room sometimes. And to get through, you need the faith knowing that you're going to get through. You're going to need the love and the energy and the support at the center of our being as we walk uncertain roads. And it's the love and the faith rooted in love that helps remove the scary shadows and the the dead-end turns that seem to go nowhere. The faith also requires us to have our faith light the path for others. 
We just ask Emma and Clara to do that. And I know that they will. Having our faith light the path for others means standing up for compassion, mercy, love, and forgiveness, and so many of the virtues that Jesus modeled in his time on earth. In the words of Madeline Langle, we show people Christianity not by loudly discrediting what they believe, but by telling them or by telling them how wrong they are and how right we are. We show people Christianity by showing them a light that is so lovely they want with all of their hearts to know the source of it. We have great expectations for Emma and Clara. We have great expectations for Jesus entering Jerusalem. Wherever our journeys take us, it is love that sustains us. And as Jesus shows us during Palm Sunday, his passion and Holy Week, love is the great healer in this tired and beautiful world. May you know it. May you feel it. May you show it. Amen.